Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Matt and Matt O'Scale Train podcast. Uh, at, we are actually on episode eight, so um, eight episodes in, and uh, really excited about tonight's episode. Um, I am one of your hosts, Matt Rochford, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Matt Suzuha. Matt, how you doing tonight? Oh, fantastic. How about yourself? I am doing better, thank you. Um, I, I apologize to everybody. We, um, I was um, not feeling well. I was out for about a week, and um, it kind of put us behind a little bit, but um, we're back and ready to go. And tonight, we are going to be uh, reviewing uh, the buying, selling, and trading of O-Scale trains. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a topic that uh, both uh, you and I, Matt, um, have a lot of experience on. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, we're just we're going to go into now just to kind of uh, confirm here that we're we're talking about buying and selling through um, an auction site or uh, perhaps a private seller, uh, eBay Stuff like that, uh, we're um, or an online forum. Uh, we're not going to go over the general general purchasing of of O scale trains. Um, there's really not really a need for that. Um, we really want to stick to um, auctions and third party sellers and stuff like that. So, all right. Well, um, I guess we'll just get started here. Uh, so, uh, what we're going to do is we'll both Matt and I will kind of talk about um, just kind of what we uh, some. Uh, suggestions on what to look for, um, some kind of tips and tricks when you're buying and selling. And then we'll just go over some of our own ex- uh, personal experiences uh, with buying and selling trains. So um, for me, Matt, um, so I have definitely uh, sold on auction sites. Um, I've sold on eBay I've sold on our um, on the O Gauge forums. I've uh, sold to a couple of private sellers as well, um, uh, and uh, I've definitely purchased uh, on eBay and I've purchased through the O Gauge forums as well. So you know, I have a pretty good. I've probably been doing it for you know at least uh, you know you know a little less than 10 years uh you know since i've been um in the uh you know really integrated myself into o gauge um buying and selling uh through auction sites and private sellers is actually almost kind of part of the um you know just part of the hobby because you know everyone buys things and you know sometimes you get that train that you're you're not you know, you're like, well, you know, it's just kind of sitting on the shelf. I'm not really running it anymore. I'd rather sell it and take that money and, and invest into maybe um, a railroad name that I'm that I'm more interested in now. Um, maybe it's a, an engine that uh, you just, um, uh, you know, it's, it's run its time for you. You know, you're like, yeah, well, you know, I've had enough fun with it. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and maybe maybe give it to somebody else who who maybe wants to, who enjoys that railroad line or maybe is interested in that specific engine and stuff like that. So, you know, to me, part of the hobby is um, trading and selling uh, trains. And I've you know, I, I could probably tell you that um, I probably purchased uh, over 
20, at least over, definitely over 20 uh, engines, 20 plus, and I've definitely sold um, probably that many as well. So, um, you know, I, I've gone through several, several different railroads. Um, I used to be really big on Union Pacific. Um, I've really kind of toned down the Union Pacific and I've definitely uh, put myself uh, more into the uh, Burlington Northern Santa Fe uh uh, railroad and not that there's anything wrong with union pacific i have a still have several union pacific pieces i have the union pacific line master uh line chief two plus big boy um you know don't have no plans of getting rid of that anytime soon uh it's just that sometimes uh when you kind of focus on one uh or two railroad uh lines um it's a little easier to manage uh uh, your budget because <laughs> you know you know the the more railroad names out there the more kind of stuff well yeah, that that's new and i want that and that's new and i want that and i want that for my <coughs> uh for my layout and um and yeah so i mean that you know that's just and again that was just kind of personally me um but as far as like um i'll start with kind of like buying um so when you're buying uh on an auction site or even from a private seller um couple things that you should do um number one um always do a little research uh and make sure that the seller is telling you all of the information that you should know um and i think the most important thing here is photos 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 and why i push that is do not purchase anything without actually seeing a photo of it don't purchase anything that has a factory photo of something um, and this goes along everything when I'm talking about, like either if you're buying it from a, from an auction site or a private seller or in a, or in a forum, always ask for pictures. If they don't have any pictures, just move on. Um, because there is just no way, um, because you're, you're buying electronically because you're buying, um, over the internet, obviously you can't physically see this you know, this uh, O-scale train that you're buying. So it's really important that you get a good, a good sense of what it looks like. So again, get at, if the if the seller uh, hasn't posted a picture, sometimes they don't post them. Sometimes you have to ask them uh, for it, and it does happen. But um, always make sure that you get a photo and you're able to see at least almost all of the, all of the important um, aspects of the engine uh, so you can tell if the body is in good shape if there's any damage um, and stuff like that so that's the first thing that I would always look for when when purchasing um, uh, an O-scale uh, engine from an auction or private seller is get make sure you get a picture uh, number two is do a little research um, uh, they should be and, and they should always be posting a model number of said engine so uh, always get that model number, uh, whether it be Lionel's uh, six digit number or their new uh, their new numbering scheme that includes like the the year it was made um, or uh, MTHs where, you know, we've got the three O for Rail King or the two O for <coughs> excuse me for Premier. Um, always make sure you get a, a model number on that. So I kind of noticed that a lot of I've seen a lot of sellers not put that on there. You know, oh, it's kind of like, like, oh, Santa Fe F3 ABA. Uh, here's, here's a bunch of pictures of it. Mm-hmm. It's PS2. 
okay, but what's the model number? Like, yeah, I want to know when this thing that. was made, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so what that does is number one is you get the model number and then look it up. Um, you know, just look it up on Lionel site or MTH's site or, you know, an Atlas, if it's an Atlas engine, look it up on Atlas's website. Um, but just kind of check it out, see what year it was made. Um, sometimes I'll, if the, if the instruction manual is available, I'll download that and review that. Um, a lot of times with MTH, if it's a PS2, well, you don't know if it's the five volt or the three volt PS2, and that can make a big difference. Um, oh, for sure. And I'll, you know, uh, when we get to uh, uh, our own personal stories about that, uh, I'll give an example of uh, where that actually made a difference for me. Um, but yeah, if you get that model number, look it up. And, um, you know, it's it's important to do a little bit of research on what you're looking for. Now, this isn't saying that if you already know what you're looking for, if you're looking for something specific, and, you know, let's just say you're looking for, you know, engine 20-33456 or whatever. If you've already done your research, that's fine and that's understandable. Maybe you, you, you're looking for something specific. You already know what you're looking for. And that's actually even better because now you know what to expect when you're, um, you know, when you're looking at that eBay listing. So um, another item is price, right? And it's, you know, it's probably, I do say photos are important, but I'm sure price is probably uh, the number one on a lot of people's list because, hey, you know what? How much am I going to pay for this for this uh, engine, right? I don't want to pay too much. What's the condition is, is it in? Is it in mint condition? Well, it's in mint condition, but it's also 15 years old, right? So what kind of price duration is there involved with that? Because, you know, I'm not going to pay MSRP for an engine that's 15 years old. I, I'm just I'm not going to do it. It's just, you know, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of sellers out there who think they have like, you know, the <laughs> the, you know, I've, I've got the, uh, you know, the the end of all engine. And it's, you know, I it's definitely worth a lot more. It's it's over <laughs> MSRP. Right. And it's like, come on, dude, it's not over MSRP. Like I just skip. Pa- there, there's plenty of eBayers like that. I just skip right past them. Me too. Um, I, that's just ridiculous. I mean, I know there's supply. I know supply and demand makes a difference. I know there's a lot of, for example, uh, uh, Lionel made a lot of S. Like one year, Lionel made a a, a bunch of SD70 aces, and they're her- and they're all heritage units. And those things go for those things are hard to find and they go for a lot. <laughs> so, um, but I, I think I saw one the other day. And so these, it was just a regular SD 70 uh, ace. It was, um, uh, I think they're from like two, 2012, maybe 2014, somewhere around there. Um, you know, brand new MSRP. They're like 479 or something like that. Um, they, they go for like 700 bucks almost online. Um, and I'm just, I, as much as I really want that, I'm not going to, I'm not going to pay for that because it's just, it's, it's, it's not worth it to me at that price. I, I don't like paying MSRP. Well, I don't like paying over MSRP. I will pay MSRP for certain things if they're fairly new, but anything that's about, you know, when you're looking over 10 years old, MSRP starts to look a little kind of like, uh, I don't know about that, <laughs> but you know, Hey, to each their own. 
Um, everyone has their own uh, value that they put on things, right? I mean, if it's a if it's a hard to find piece and you, you've been looking for something for the last 10 years and you find it once, go right ahead. Pay, pay what you feel it's worth it to you because in the end, that's what it comes down to. So, um, and I think just, just lastly, like, um, uh, when you're dealing with eBayers, um, check their rating, right? Go, you know, you can look at an eBayers rating right there. Um, if the person has like, you know, you know, anything under like 90%, you're probably just gonna want to avoid unfortunately, unless they have like, you know, 10,000 sales, right? Because, you know, there's always that, you know, you're not going to please everybody. Um, You know, if somebody has that many sales, okay, I think, you know, around 90% is probably about what they're going to be. But anything under 90%, I'll, I'll, I'll usually just, or if they just don't have any history at all, right? If you see a, if you see a really good deal on eBay and this person has never sold anything before, well, you know, the old saying, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Well, it probably is. And I would probably just avoid that. Now, when it comes to private sellers, um, you know, it's up to you to kind of make that uh, kind of make that assumption of the person that you're dealing with. Um, I don't think I've ever had a bad experience on the O, the o- Gauge forums um, buying anything from folks on there. Um uh, and they're always willing to work from you, work with you on it. Um, and I'll get more of that into. I, I think I have a few kind of stories to tell, but we'll get that when we go down to our, our personal um, views on that. Uh, but as far as like buying, um, you know, that is probably my two cents um, when it comes to selling. Well, you know, it's kind of the same thing, right? Um, uh, make sure that you are taking a lot of photos. Photos are important. Uh, people want to see what they're buying, right? Um, uh, price, you know, uh, I try to use average eBay pricing. I'll go on eBay. I'll type in the model number. I'll see, I'll click on completed items. I'll see what the last, you know, uh, in the last couple months, like how much were people, what was the trending price? Right. And I'll try to be around that price. Um, I'm not one to gouge or anything like that. Like I don't like consider like anything I have to be like super rare and oh my God, like I better like double the price on this because most of the time um, it's not going to work. People aren't good. People are pretty smart. Um, They know what things cost, right? Um, So you're pricing out your, your engine correctly. You're taking those photos. Um, You know, make sure your description is accurate, right? And, and honestly, just be honest about it. Like I've sold things before where the, the smoke unit didn't work or maybe one of the rails is bent or, um, you know, Hey, there's a scratch here. If you're honest about it, I think people, I'm more drawn to people who are honest in their, in their descriptions. Um, you know, tell, tell me what's up, you know, tell me if there's a scratch on it, because I'd rather know now than get it, open it up and say, well, where's the scratch from? You know, you didn't say there was a scratch on here. Like, did did I just do that? Did it 
was it shipped that way? Did did it happen during shipping? So, you know, to me, be honest with your description. Let people know if there's an issue. Trust me, people, but people, there's a lot of people that don't care about scratches. You know, people that, well, I'm going to paint it anyway, or I'm going to weather the device anyway. I, you know, whatever. I don't care if there's a, if there's a, if there, you know, there's a scratch there. So be honest with your descriptions when you're selling things. And when it comes to doing a, a being a private seller and selling in the OGH forums, um, same rules apply, right? Uh, put the photos out there. Um, you know, when it comes to pricing, you know, be be willing to haggle uh, because, you know, people like to haggle. I like to haggle, you know, um, maybe price it a little bit higher than what you want to get. That way you can come down to the price or be around the price that you're asking for. Um, and, you know, don't be afraid. You know, look, look, if you if you if you're not interested in a piece anymore, if it doesn't have any value to anymore and you're just you're 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 wanting to kind of pass it on and just. Um, it get recoups a little bit of funds. Don't be afraid to be aggressive with your pricing. You know, let it, let it go and and move on to your. You know, put it into that into your into that piggy bank uh, so you can spend it on something uh, that you really want. So, uh, and I think for me, Matt, that kind of wraps up my buying buying and selling tips. Um, how about yourself? All right. So for me, I kind of agree with you on the. Uh buying for ebay you know look at your pictures you know zoom in on the pictures i mean whether you're using a computer or a phone heck you can even put on a tv if you want and blow the pictures up to your heart's content you know what i mean so i mean you really can do pretty much whatever you want as far as the model as far as you know information description definitely model number box is extremely important i know you and i have talked about this before Good that point. you know we won't buy an item if it doesn't have a box you know what I mean? So box is if I don't see a box in a picture and it's not in the description, I assume there's no box and I just move on. You know, I've passed up on nice items. I passed on an MTH DD1, which I really, really want, but it had no box. It was a killer price, but that no box turned me off right away. So definitely a box. If it's a, a MTH and it's a Proto 2 or 3. Uh, for a Proto 2, like Matt said, list the board type. If it's a 3 or 5 volt, it's very easy to tell which one it is. Um, put your hours and your uh, miles uh, on the thing using the phone app or the uh, remote. If you run a command, uh, definitely do that. Just because, you know, that's the other question everybody asks. Is, you know, if it's an MTH engine, uh, like I said, a command engine, they're going to ask you what's the hours and time. So, what I do is before I list an engine, I'll get that information and I will put it in the description so that way I don't have to have an email saying, you know, what's the time, what's the hours. I don't have to answer that because it's already there. Now, if somebody blows by it and doesn't read it, then, you know, that's when it gets kind of annoying. But, you know, you, you kind of get the idea. It's basically almost the same thing you said. Uh, as far as prices go, you know, <laughs> I see topics all the time that saying trains are not an investment. And you know what? They're really not, to be honest with you. Yes, there's pieces that are kind of hard to find and maybe a little bit, maybe quote unquote rare. But you got to remember, rare does not always mean valuable. So, like, I have a set, I have a couple of the UP heritage units that I'm looking to get rid of, actually. Um, one of them is the Chicago Northwestern unit. 
And sure, I could price that thing to the moon. I could ask a thousand for it. I'm not going to. I'm asking a decent amount for what it is. You know, I'm not giving it away, but I'm not, you know, making bank on it either. So, you know what I mean? I'm going to try with that and see how it goes. Um, but, you know, I offer it a fair price just because, you know what, I want to move it, but I don't want to give it away either. So you got to kind of be fair with your pricing. And like Matt said, too, with the description, be honest with the people. You know, if there's issues with it, definitely let them know. Like for me with that CNW unit, the couplers don't work. So I made sure to put that in the description so that way they know that the couplers don't work. Just because, you know what, again, you don't want to be surprised when you throw on the layout and all of a sudden, oh, why, why don't my couplers work? Well, the guy put it in the description, but you just might not have read it or something like that. But it does happen, so just kind of be mindful of that. And uh, I'm trying to think of what else. I can't really think of anything else. You basically kind of hit the nail on the head as far as I'm concerned. You know, one thing that I didn't bring up is uh, when you are – if you do like buy something on eBay, and this has happened to me before too, uh, let's say you let's say you buy something on eBay, or maybe you sell something on eBay. Well, um, you know, you're you, either you bought it and you open it up and it's not what you expected, or maybe you sold something and they open it up and it's something's not what they expected. Um, please, please work with the person that you purchased that either you purchased it from. Or purchased it from you. Um, don't just jump on the panhandle and be like, "Oh, this person ripped me off." Oh my god, I. That's it. You know. You know. I'll tell you what. People on eBay will always work with you. I. I. Um. I had a uh, an issue where I had purchased uh, a set of um, Vision Line tank uh, cars. Um, the Vision Line tankers. And uh, they were new in box. Um, I got them. Um, I put them on my layout. Um, I left them. I uh, left my layout on for, you know, a couple, you know, 10 minutes. I walked away. I went to go do something. I came back. I started hearing all kinds of clicking noises. Um, it was the coupler on it, opening and closing, opening, closing. So I immediately shut down my layout. Um, then I opened it up and I smelled and it smelled like something had burnt out in it. And I'm like, well, you know, these <laughs> I've only had these things for like, you know, I just put these things on the layout and now it's already, you know, gone. Well, you know, these are vision line tank, vision line tank cars. These are, you know, expensive. I uh, I chatted the seller. Um, he was a very nice gentleman. Um, uh, I worked with another uh, guy to fix. I sent the tank car off to get fixed. It's a guy who fixes nothing but. Um, I think he he's out by you on the East Coast there. Um, he, he he doesn't he doesn't he does all of the Vision Line stuff out of warranty Vision Line repairs. Alex, yeah, yeah Alex, yeah, yeah. Jada, Jada, Jada yeah, Industries, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, I sent it off to Alex, and this guy knew about knew about Alex, um, and um, whatever Alex was charging me, uh, this gentleman actually gave me the credit for the repair. I have a little story really quickly about a one that I sold on eBay that I worked with uh, uh, somebody who bought something from me. So I had an MTH Rail King Big Boy. It was in perfect condition. There's nothing wrong with it. Well, when I packed it away, um, I guess the, um, 
you know how the MTH, uh, um, the way they um, they kind of connect to the the engine connects to the tender, right? The drawbar is kind of wireless tether. Yeah, the wireless tether and the the big boy one is just gigantic. It's it's just huge. Well, I'm I may have bent it wrong or something like that. So when he opened it, he showed me and he took a picture of it. And he said, you know, hey, hey, Matt, I just got this. And, uh, you know, it looks like the the uh, it looks like the drawbar uh, got bent or, or, you know, when it was uh, t- taken out. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, you know, I apologize. I'm like, really sorry. So what did I do? Well, I went to um, I went to an online retailer and I uh, bought the guy a set of MTH drawbars and I had it shipped directly to his house. There you go. And he was fine. I mean, uh, you know, I've sold, uh, I mean, uh, I've sold over a hundred things on eBay. Um, I don't have one negative mark, knock on wood, wood, uh, because I'm willing to work with folks, um, you know, if something goes wrong. And, uh, and the same experience for me is when I've purchased things and they haven't been, you know, what I expected. People have worked with me. So I think it's a very important lesson for people to know that um, if you do buy something from somebody or you do sell something to somebody and um, and you contact each other about it, um, work, work together to make it right. Um, because more than like I would say over 95 percent of the time, people are just going to work with you um, to make the other person happy and to make sure that the transaction was a positive one. Right. Because on eBay. People don't want their rating messed with, right? So they're gonna they're gonna do what they can to say, "Look, I want to make this person happy. I don't want to get a negative mark." Um, and you know, sometimes you even see that on the eBay in the eBay reviews too. You know, like, hey, you know, I had a problem. Worked with this. Uh, worked with the seller. They were great. They really helped me out. You know, a plus plus. You know, et cetera, et cetera. So that was just one thing I wanted to bring up. Um, up, uh, about uh, buying and selling, and just kind of uh, you know working with the with the customer or the seller or something like that. If you do run into a problem, um, I, I guess that was one of my stories. So <laughs> I, I'll, I'll knock that up as one of my stories, uh, my own personal stories. Um, um, I do have one other one that I wanted to go on. Um, it was, uh, cause I did reference it at the beginning of this episode was about the, um, uh, the PS2. So, um, there are two, for those that don't know, there are two, uh, versions of PS2 out there, uh, MTH PS2. Um, there are the older first generation PS2s, which use a, a five volt battery. Is that correct, Matt? If I'm right, like it's like a five volt battery, um, and they use the technology is a lit. It, it's the way it interacts with the battery and the power is a little bit different than the three volt um, PS2 uh, uh, hardware that came out a couple of years later. I try my best, Tana, uh, of to avoid the older PS2. Um, five volts because they're very uh, fragile when it comes to um, power surges and and they're almost impossible to get fixed unless you replace the whole thing or if you know what you're doing and you know how to fix ps2 original ps2 boards i don't so uh for me it would just be not worth it but 
there was a Chicago uh, trolley that had all of a bunch of Chicago stops on it. Uh, it is. It was a PS2. It's like from 2001 or 2002 or something like that. And um, it was a good seller. It was by trains. And I bought stuff from trains before. Uh, they said it was tested. They said everything worked. Um, got it home. Uh, they shipped it out. Uh, came here pretty quick. Opened it up. Um, now, I run MTH stuff on my, on my layout, too. And I don't have any problems running MTH. I have... Plenty of PS2 and PS3 equipment, uh, not not five volt PS2, but you know three volt PS2s. Um, so I'm very familiar with MTH and how to run MTH stuff. Um, it got here, I cleaned it up a little bit. You know, it was in good shape. It didn't look like it was really run at all. Um, you know, I oiled it where it needed to be oiled. Um, I put it on the track, and I didn't get any power on it at all. Uh, it wouldn't power up at all. Um, not even the, the incon- incandescent bulbs. Like, like I, I wouldn't, I couldn't even get the lights to turn on it. Hmm. Like, Oh, what is this? Well, you know, long story short, I spent about a couple hours on it. I opened it up. I checked it out, looking for loose connections, stuff like that. But unfortunately it came and it was dead on arrival. So it's just one of those things. Um, so I contacted trains and I said, look, you know, um, you know, you said this was working. I put it on my um, on my track uh, and it didn't work. And they were like, OK, no problem um, here. We'll send you, uh, you know, we'll send you a label uh, and you can send it in and we'll and you'll refund your money. And it was that easy. So, um, you know, sometimes again, sometimes you're not going to, you know, you buy used stuff. Hey, so sometimes you buy new stuff. And it comes that it doesn't work, <laughs> especially these days. You know, you never know what you're going to get these days. But um, so, yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's a story for another day. But uh, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, sometimes you get stuff and it doesn't work. And if, if you're willing to work with the seller, you know, it it's just and this time, uh, tra- I'm, you know, I don't mind buying things from trains because if I get it and it doesn't work. They're always willing to, you know, hey, you want to return it? It doesn't work. Sure. No problem. And uh, it was it was fine. I was very happy with the transaction. So um, how about yourself, Matt? Um, well, for me, uh, you know, I don't I've done some eBay buying. I've done some eBay buying recently here. I bought some stuff. Uh, my most recent purchase was a uh, Lionel uh, Pennsylvania Railroad E6 Atlantic. Uh, that I got in from eBay. It was basically a new old stock model. The guy just test ran it, and I mean, it was still on ID one, so I don't know how much he actually ran the thing, but it was basically brand new. So I got that in. When did I get that in? A week ago, something like that. Uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful piece. Uh, I also have its sister, the Pennsylvania Reading Seashore Line variant, which is getting a legacy upgrade currently. But um, anyway, back to eBay. Um, I bought that. I bought a uh, another E6. This one from MTH. Uh, it's the actually the very first Proto Two engine. So that has the five volt board, uh, like we talked about a minute ago. Uh, I got that. I also have a uh, Pennsylvania Railroad B6, the uh, little steam switcher. I got one of those. Uh, that was some trains. 
a uh, very beautiful piece. And then I've also done some buying with a private individual, which this guy loves me, I'm sure, because I give him a lot of money. <laughs> um, DJ from DJ's Okay <laughs> Trains. Uh, he, he loves me, man. I tell you, I've bought more stuff than him. <laughs> you're putting his kids through college? Is that what I you're doing? <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, we bought some stuff. I bought his um, Tuscan Red K4, which uh, I bought that and a myriad of other things from him. But I, that K4, when I got that home, oh, my God, it was like a kid in a candy store opening that thing up. Uh, he, <laughs> him and I, we talked about every time you know, I saw it in the video or whatever, my like, DJ, when are you going to sell this to me? He goes, okay, fine, I'll sell it to you. So him and I, we worked out a price, and that was that. It's really pretty cool. It's a beautiful set. I actually just it's, ran it right before. It's a beautiful I, engine. Uh, yeah, beautiful steam engine. Oh, yeah. Right before I um, was going to record here tonight, I just finished running it. So um, it's a beautiful set. I also bought his uh, R40, the um, F-Train. I uh, just finished doing LED upgrade on that one. So that I'll have a how-to video on coming soon. And then I'm working on another set. Uh, from him, his uh, R32N train. Uh, you can tell I'm big into New York City subways, which we talked Ooh. about that previously. Uh, that one I'm going to work on uh, starting tomorrow at the time of this recording. I'm going to start paying on that. So that's to be really pretty cool. So, uh, yeah, DJ has definitely been the guy uh, for me, but eBay has been there as well, too. And then, um, obviously, recently, uh, you and I actually uh, had a trade. Yes, we did. We did. Yeah. So, um, again, as Matt said, yeah, he's very big into um, New York subway. Um, I had a New York. I had the New York subway R16s with the uh, with the two cars. Um, I, I, you know, again, I enjoy subways as well, um, but I am a and I, I love the set. It was fantastic. But I'm a Chicago guy. And, um, you know, my CTA trains sit on my upper uh, subway loop pretty much constantly uh and i kind of just figured it was one of those things where like i said in the beginning where look i I really love this this these pieces but you know what i don't think i'm going to give him the give them the 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 the, uh the time and the justice that they deserve to be run on a layout who you know maybe i'll give them to somebody or, or not give them but trade them with somebody who's gonna um you know, use them. And that's uh, what happened. You know, the, the, the situation came up where, um, you know, Matt was interested in them. Uh, and, uh, he had, um, a, uh, a set of, uh, Santa Fe, uh, vision line reefers, which, you know, again, I'm a huge Santa Fe guy. Uh, and then he also, we also included the, um, uh, this really cool, uh, Santa Fe, uh, dash eight, uh, legacy dash eight. Um, and, um, you know, we both, uh, thought the, the, the deal was, was, you know, the value, uh, again, the intrinsic value in both items were, were important to us. You know, we, 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 we both felt like, Hey, we got a good deal out of this because, you know, I got something I really wanted and I kind of gave up something that, you know, maybe I wasn't interested in anymore or, or didn't hold, uh, uh hold to the value that, uh, of the item that I'm getting. Right. So, um, very, very happy with, um, with, uh, with both, both of my items. Um, uh, you know, I still have to, uh, because I was out sick, I still have to test out, uh, you know, my, my, my Santa Fe vision that's test out, but I'm sure, I'm sure they work. So I've oh, seen yeah, them before good. on your, on your layout. Um, but, um, I still have to take them out of the box, but I did, um, 
my dash eight is front and center, right? In my layout. <laughs> it, has, it hasn't, it hasn't come off the layout, man. I can tell you that That's um, cool. I, I'm enjoying it very much. I, I really love it um, because you know why I, I, you know, it's, it's really my only, well, that's not true. Um, it, 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 it's one of my, uh, you know, besides my, uh, my Santa Fe, uh, uh, gen set switcher, which is, you know, a fantasy piece, technically. Um, this is my only true, like, um, uh, 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 you know, diesel, uh, locomotive, uh, that's, uh, you know, an actual prototypical, you know, uh, paint job on it with the, uh, you know, with the war bonnet scheme. Um, so that's why, that's why I keep it on there because it's, it sounds great. It looks awesome. And, um, it just, it goes, it goes well with my other pieces that I have. Um, because, um, I tend to, uh, you know, my layout is, is definitely modern, you know, uh, you know, 1960s kind of plus because, you know, I really, I like, I like F units as well. Um, and, uh, so I kind of goes kind of with my, my style, I should say, I should say that. So, but again, uh, I'll digress. Um, you know, going back to the trading thing, um, you know, uh, we both got what we really, really wanted and we both ended up happy with it. So, um, you know, that's, uh, you know, don't be afraid to, to, to trade things off if you need to. So. For sure. You know, or trade something plus cash value. You know what I mean? True. Uh, yep. That, that's a we that's what we were gonna do until I said you know what hey I got this diesel that I ain't using so that's what we ended up doing we ended up trading just the uh, uh, pieces instead of cash yeah. but uh, yep. you know what why not do it you know what we uh, like I said I got the subway that I really wanted and Matt got the uh, Santa Fe stuff because you know what as much as I love that engine in particular. Uh, I already have, I actually have two sets of the Vision Reefers. That's why I didn't really care to let those go because I already yep. had one. But um, the uh, engine, as much as I like that, you know what, for Western power, you know, I really want a West Coast steam era train, not really a diesel. And for Santa Fe, you know, it just didn't really fit my railroad i guess the uh, subway really did that's what i'm really into these days so i figured you know what why don't we do it and that's what we did so i couldn't be happier with that subway it's a great great set i'm you working have, on um, being that one too i know you have uh you're like the premier like subway guy i think now <laughs> yeah. uh, as far as like uh, o scale uh equipment goes so mm-hmm. uh and i love watching all your videos with um with all your different um um new york subway stuff so thank you yeah um i think that probably wraps it up um unless you had any kind of closing thoughts matt no i can't really think of anything uh basically all of our tips that uh we said in the onset here really kind of apply just you know keep those in mind as you're looking for a piece be it an engine freight car passenger set whatever it may be even buildings that too um You know, just kind of keep our tips in mind, you know, look for pictures, you know, ask the seller about the information about the piece box, et cetera, et cetera. And you'll be a happy camper after that. Yeah. And don't don't be afraid to uh, reach out to other resources. Um, uh, I've seen plenty of people ask questions in the Ogage forums, um, the OGR forums. I'll I'll leave a link to the OGR forums um, if you're not familiar with them um, in the in the show notes. 
but uh, don't be afraid to, to post there. You know, people post. I've seen people post all the times, you know, hey, uh, you know, uh, what do you guys can think about this trade or, you know, what, what was your what's your thoughts on this? Um, you know, people ask questions all the time. And that's what that that's what that forum is there for. So. For sure. All right, Matt. Well, um, I think this was a great episode. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Uh, definitely enjoyed uh, going over. Uh, buying and selling, uh, which sure. is something that we both um, both have experience with. Um, where can people find you? They can find me on YouTube under Matt-TrainLover9943. They also have a Facebook page under the same name. All right. <laughs> and I can be found on YouTube at West Chicago Railroad. And on Facebook, you can find me as West Chicago Model Railroad. And um, folks, just, you know, we really appreciate everyone taking to the time to download our episodes. Um, we re- would really appreciate any feedback. Um, if you can rev- give us a review on uh, Google podcasts or um, uh, iTunes podcasts, we're both on there. You can pretty much find us on any of the major podcasting channels, to be honest with you. But, um, uh, you know, please leave us feedback. Let us know what you want to hear. Um, we're always looking for ideas for uh, for future episodes of the Matt Matt O'Scale Train podcast. So with that, everyone have a wonderful night. Take good care. Mm-hmm.